If I was ready. If anybody has a hidden immunity idol and you want to play it, now would be the time to do so. The queen stays queen. You said Russell Feathers. Did you do that? Yeah. I'm supposed to glamour you. We have great bananas all the time. Dude, my prize isn't even a million dollars. My prize was that I, I, fell in, I, I fell in love in this game. Love at first sight. Her name is Candace. You officially go down as the dumbest survivor ever. Welcome to Not Game, All Personal. Hey, we're a Survivor Podcast, here to talk about all things Survivor. We have a special episode today. Since the Season 40 Winners I War is over, we decided to record this special episode to go a little more in-depth at the season as a whole. I'm excited. I'm Nathan. This is Tony. Monica. How are you two doing today? I'm doing really well. It's very rainy today, and rainy days are my favorite days, so... It's a good way for me to be on this podcast for one last time. Well, not one last. All right, one last time. Monica's done for everyone. You heard no, me. I mean one last time for this season. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I also like rainy days, but rainy days are less nice when I'm inside all day, every day, anyways. Mm. So it becomes a little less interesting then. But everything, yeah, I'm excited sure. to talk about this season again because it was a real good season. For that's real. for sure. How are you, Nathan? I'm doing well. Yeah, it's been a couple days now to kind of um recover from such a dramatic season finale such a great season finale too um and so it's been nice to kind of take these couple days and yeah see a lot of interviews from people um on this season watch a lot of those ponderosa videos which is super fun so i am excited to talk about this season i think we should just get right into it let's not waste any time here uh let's talk season as a whole all right tony we'll start with you now that you've had a chance to kind of put this season full picture how do you feel about winners at war i thought it was good that's it oh you all right (laughs) it was a good Uh, no I, i mean it was a good season no i i don't know if it was just the week to week and like the suspense and not knowing what was gonna happen but I don't know if I've been like it, it's probably in my like top five seasons for sure. Like I, I can say that with certainty that it's in the top five seasons, and it just had so many players that I loved. Like in the gameplay was super solid. The ending, the last like probably eight people that were in it, I wasn't a huge fan of. It was a little disappointing to see like some of my favorite players go. But pure gameplay wise, I don't know if there's many seasons that really match up to this one. Yeah, Monica, how about you? Thoughts on yeah. this season as a whole? I think from the seasons I've watched um, of Survivor, and again, that hasn't been many for those that are listening, I feel like this is like one of my favorites. I'm not going to say it was one of the best that I've seen. Um, I think just because I love watching Survivor when it's like fresh players, just to see like where they're coming from and like how they handle challenges and their strategic move. So I feel like with this one, having like players I have played before and like the intensity of that was just really fun to watch. And like even seeing players play for like their last time I think was like really emotional so I think it was a great season and I'm glad that Survivor did this so I think it was really something that nobody was expecting but they were really glad that it happened yeah I don't know, I'll agree I think with both of you um season was fantastic I uh, I don't know if it's my favorite season um actually I'm pretty confident it isn't uh there were definitely several things within this season that I didn't love. I think Edge of Extinction being a big one, which we've talked about week to week, just kind of 
taking up a lot of airtime. Um, and I think once I, I forget which episode it was, but I just finally, it clicked in my head that this was supposed to be just a celebration of Survivor, right? Like, this is what they wanted. And so once I understood what Survivor as a show was trying to do for us and not necessarily trying to give us, like, the most dramatic gameplay ever, mm-hmm. uh, it made a little more sense to me. But still, I think, like, that's why I want to watch Survivor, you know? Like, I'm not watching mm-hmm. it to see a giant reunion episode of these people. Um, right. I do like those moments. And they're, like... There are certain seasons, like the first episode of Heroes vs. Villains, I've seen several times. Um, same with Second Chance this season. Like, I like those first episodes because it is like a reunion of people who have played together before, um, people meeting for the first time. It's like it's it's a really fulfilling feeling to see those players. And so I think this season brought us the same thing. I think, honestly, the first episode of the season was probably the strongest because it was so fun. Like, it was so fun to watch Tony and Sarah connect for the first time. What am I saying? First time. They're not the first time. First time since, I mean, their first season because they didn't get a chance to do that in Game Changers. Uh, see Tony and Sa- um, Tony and Sandra reconnect after Sandra voting, you know, him out. See Robin Parvati, you know, kind of build an alliance for the first time because they never been the same. So, like, those things were really fun. And so I do think, yeah. like, episode one was probably the strongest um and then there were definitely some lower parts of this season where the gameplay was lacking or at least wasn't being shown to us um Mm. and so for that i can't say this is like the best season ever um possibly top five probably top five i'd have to really sit down and i definitely want to do an episode someday where we rank all of the seasons but no it was very enjoyable and i am disappointed that we may never get anything like this again, at least mm-hmm. to this capacity. Um, because we'll talk about the end of this episode, but I think there's definitely a lot of players who are done, you know, that yeah. <laughs> they've announced their retirement. And so it's yeah. it's like, wow, this is this is truly like a new era of Survivor that we're entering into. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, well, um, yeah. let's get into it. Let's get into it. Before we do, so I think we're going to, what we're doing next is we're going to talk player by player. Correct? Yeah. Um, before or, we get into We're doing that, player drama first. Oh, yes. I was, I was segueing into that. I was, uh. yeah. Okay. Because this, this doesn't <laughs> feel like a real segment. I just, <laughs> you call me out. I'm trying to be like a professional and be like, all right. <laughs> well, you gave us a list of the, the like order that we're going in and then and you asked the wrong us order. Yeah, the wrong thing and asked yes. if you were right. I'm trying to play it off as this is a natural. <laughs> you better not cut this. I will be furious if you it. cut this. <laughs> All right, we gotta talk about player drama because uh, apparently there's been some. I sent Tony and Monica just now <laughs> a graph on Reddit, and maybe we'll post this perhaps on our social media um, of all the winners who follow each other on social media, mm-hmm. and there's some notable and intentional. On not follow, I don't know how to. What's the wording? Like n- people who don't follow other people who are on the season, because uh, apparently beyond the edit, surprise, surprise, there was stuff that cameras weren't showing. There was tension on the edge of extinction and the jury Ponderosa. Ooh. Uh, Danny went on Instagram Live the other day and had some things to say. Um, so I'm just gonna break it down because I know this is kind of new information for you too. So let's just let's talk about it. Apparently, according to Danny. There was a click on Edge of Extinction 
between Kim, Sophie, Harvey, and Rob and Amber. They're kind of like in their own little thing. Um, but none of them really like Danny. Danny really hit it off with Wendell, which I think, did we talk about? I think I mentioned the other day. Yeah. Because that was like a fun we little trivia. It. And Wendell did not like Poverty. And Danny and Wendell didn't like Natalie, but Natalie was close with Poverty. So there was a lot of like almost voting blocks, if you will, and put it in survivor terms. That was very fascinating. And then Sarah got there and Sarah didn't click with Poverty didn't really click with Danny. She's just kind of on her own with Ben. And so you can really see it within who follows who on social media right now. So I thought it was fascinating. Are there any like notable things that stick out to you looking at this graph right now of like, why doesn't this person follow this person? Amber's not on here. I don't think she's on social media. Yeah. I, I assume uh, that must be what it was. I mean, we talked also about it who? before we started the show, but what? I said Amber. also who? No, he was just talking no about I was Amber. going into something else. Yeah, I'm just who's Amber? That's the it's a joke. Oh my god! See, we we're looking at the chart, so we can't see your face, so we didn't know that you were making a joke. Amen. Now he thinks he got us. What an idiot! Oh my god! The other thing that stands out is Yule, uh, and you said that he's probably you think he's new to social media, so that's why he doesn't follow that's, and isn't. That's what a lot of people are saying. Well, he's followed by everyone, but he doesn't follow everyone. Yeah, so he might just not be active, because I can't imagine ha- him having beef with a lot of people. Yeah. But it's very like, okay, Parvati, for example, does not follow Ben, Danny, or Sarah. Wendell, the only person he doesn't follow is Parvati. So that's, I don't know, interesting. I guess that looks, you could get take that from the beef from the game, potentially. Yes, yes. Ben is actually, like, one of the most least followed person. <laughs> really? Which is kind of unfortunate. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, we know, I don't, I'm not a big Ben fan, but, like, I hate to see, like, I don't want this to be, like, a, it makes me sad that people personally don't like him. Mm-hmm. I feel like they also didn't have time to really get to know him. And, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, Danny is the person who... Outside of Yul, who again is apparently new to social media, Danny follows the least amount of them. She doesn't follow Ben, Kim, Natalie, Parvati. Really interesting group. Danny is just weird in general on here. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot. Three people don't follow her. Also, there's apparently some beef with Rob and Sarah, and this started from when Sarah voted him out, and supposedly a big part of her speech came from the fact that she felt rob specifically natalie expressed that rob specifically was leading the charge that tony was a better player than sarah so take that how you will but okay it's all very yeah interesting i don't want to get into that again (laughs) (laughs) it's hard because like it's not because she's a woman. Tony was just seen... Or what they showed us, Tony was running the game more. So, like, that's what I assume. But to, like... So, it's hard to, like, dispute, but, like... Or it's actually easy to dispute on in this specific occasion, but then I feel bad doing so. Yeah. It's tough. Um, the other thing I want to talk about real quick before we get into players. I 
There were some exit interviews on a separate podcast that I don't want to mention because you should be listening to ours and know their podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> I sent it to you, Tony, and yep. it was essentially, I mean, this this post that I saw on Facebook was essentially bullet points of some major things. So I didn't know if you had a chance to scan that, if you don't even want to do it right now, see if you have any initial thoughts. There were some interesting things. I think some things that I even mentioned the other day, too, about like Tony and Sarah having that fake idol and whatnot. One thing I do want to mm-hmm. point out, if you want to go to the Michelle section, she describes Nick as her island best friend. What? And says that they were protecting each other from getting voted off. And, uh, no. and if you look down at the vote that Tyson was voted out and Michelle swapped sides... Because it was a 5v5, Jeremy left Tribal, Michelle wrote down Tyson, we're like, what is going on? She says that Nick told her that the vote was going to be Tyson. So, it feels as if this crazy idea that Nick and Michelle were secretly working together isn't so far-fetched after all. It wasn't that they were secretly working together. It was that they split up intentionally into different alliances to keep each other safe and to like run the game. That's what you said to us. Oh, okay. So they weren't maybe not run the game. So they weren't but, uh, split up into different sides and protecting each other. Then is that what you're saying? I don't think that's what you said it was. <laughs> so okay, describe to me what did I say it was? We'll have to run it back. You should splice in whatever you said. The first time you brought it up, right here in the episode. And then I won't have anything to defend myself. It'll be exactly what you said. So if you're if you're <laughs> fine, right, you're fine. right. If I'm fair wrong. Enough, fair enough. I'm just saying right. it, it feels as if I am very much supported by Michelle, our queen. That's all. <laughs> Your queen. This is audio from my original prediction. I am so convinced that Nick and Michelle were playing everyone. You can't convince me otherwise. They were plotting... For the past three weeks, here's the thing. Michelle and Jeremy, okay? From week one, they were blindsided on the bottom of the numbers, and Tony's taking his ears out. I'm just going to keep talking. Jeremy and Michelle fought their way to work back together. They weren't working together a lot this season, but Jeremy and Michelle finally found a way to like be on the bottom again. Nick and Michelle were also on the bottom, so she's like, hey, Jeremy, I know someone else is on the bottom. It's Nick. Whoa. We got this plan. Nick, you get in with Tony and Sarah, right? You were on the call with them, right? Remember the original the call? Yeah, you were tight with Tony. Yeah, I could do that. Tony fell for Nick. Nick convinced Tony to come work with Michelle and Jeremy. Nick and Michelle are controlling this whole thing. All right, back to the episode. Anyways. Wait, does Sandra have social media? Is she on there? On the chart? Yeah. Yeah, she's on here. Oh. Where is she? Right here. Uh, oh, under S, whoops. she's followed oh. by everyone, and she follow, doesn't, doesn't follow Tyson. Tyson. Not particularly surprising. Interesting. <laughs> Tyson did come into the game saying that Rob and Sandra, like he said that he was going to go into the game saying that Rob and Sandra had an alliance. That's so maybe true. it was that kind of thing, making up lies like that, so she just doesn't like him. Yeah. One thing that I saw, I think, is it in here or did I see it somewhere else? Ben talking about why he didn't like Jeremy and why he was going after Jeremy. It's not in here. Did you see that at all? I did not. I don't know where I saw it, but it was was something like Ben had gone up to Jeremy like first day on the Sele tribe 
and was like, hey, I want to work with you. And Jeremy was like, yeah, man, for sure. Like, let's do it. And Ben was like, man, I really respected your game. And like, I loved watching you play. Super complimentary. And then as Ben was walking away, he looked over his shoulder and he saw Jeremy making one of his faces where it's like, this guy, like, what's this guy thinking? And so Ben like saw that and was like, what the heck was that, man? And Jeremy was like, man, you got to let me play my game or something like that. So it was like. Wait, who was that? That was Ben and Jeremy. So Ben Ben was trying to like set up something with Jeremy. And Jeremy like kind of just ignored it and was like, oh, that was stupid. Like that was stupid of him to do. So I think that was why Ben just did not like Jeremy from then on. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, And I, yeah. I mean, you got to figure as much because I I think the way that Ben's arc ended, I really saw a different side of him. And it makes me do want to like go back and see those moments. Like there must have been something more because I don't think he's just this pretentious person who's just not wanting to talk you know game to jeremy um and Mm -hmm. so like it it you know to me like i i do like thinking that there was probably more not that like it was jeremy's fault or anything because again like this is just a game and that stuff happens all the time um but clearly i think the editing was trying to show us something that probably wasn't the full picture yeah all right let's get into our player by player ranking not ranking sorry player by player analysis i gotta follow this order this is not going well uh so essentially we're just going to go player by player talk about our just a reaction from them through this season um whether or not if we came in with a certain view or mindset of them how that turned out if this is our first time seeing them play what we thought of them perhaps our gameplay or just overall yeah, thoughts on them. Do you wanna you wanna give us an order? How uh, how would you like this to play out? One at a time, Let's player by player. Go in the go in the order that they got voted out. Ooh, I like that. Or go and yeah, let's start from Amber and go from there. Or Natalie, I guess was first, but yeah. Let's let's do final placement. Yes, I like that. Let's start at Tony and work our way down that way then. Okay. And then and then Sandra. With- and Sandra? with Sandra. And with Sandra. Oh, because she technically came in last. Yeah, and I don't remember you where know, she fits. I feel like, yeah, Sandra was in this season, but I sometimes forget. <laughs> she didn't do much. I mean, she didn't get as much airtime because everyone else was on yeah. the edge. and She did for the first couple episodes, though. All right, well, let's talk about Sandra first, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm just kidding. Are we doing snake draft? No, this this isn't a draft, aren't we all? <laughs> no, it's a really long. It would be too long. We'd all get lost. Yikes. In it, but it's not. Okay. Uh, I can start, and then Monica, and then Nathan for each of them. Perfect. Do it. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. So who are we starting with? We're gonna start with Tony. Okay, cool. I thought you said start with Sandra, so I got confused. No, right, I was Tony. Yeah. Tony has definitely improved in my mind as a player. I mean, I already knew he was a good player. I don't think he improved as a player, now that I'm saying it out loud. I think he improved in, like, how much I liked him and appreciated him. Just in general. Like, not necessarily as a person, but, like, as a survivor player. Somebody I watch on the TV. I cheered for him. I knew he should win because he was clearly doing the best. So, Tony has improved significantly. I still don't think I like him, but I, like, very, very much respect him seeing him do this again. The same kind of game. Yeah, with me for Tony, I feel like I was a fan of him since I first watched his season for the very first time. I just loved his personality. And 
I mean, he's not the type of person I feel like I would be friends with on the outside just because of how, um, how uh, I guess, how aggressive. Is that a good word for him? He's yeah, it's a great yeah. word for him, yeah. Um, to be. But as a player and for this show, he's great. So I think, and I was really hoping that, you know, expecting that to happen for the season. And I think that's why I jumped, you know, saying that Tony's going to make it far in the beginning was just because of his aggressiveness too, but was a little nervous. But for me, he improved so much because you could see him reel it back in sometimes, but then yet still be who he is. And that's what really made him win. Yeah, my opinion on Tony kind of follows how well he plays the game because his first season, I enjoyed him. Um, I thought he was really funny. And there are still moments I go on YouTube and watch like a compilation of like his funniest moments from that season. And so I always thought he was entertaining. When he was on Game Changers, I didn't like him just because it was all aggression and just it didn't fit. And so it's no surprise to me that he did terrible in that season and could not have a social game at all. Um, So I loved him this season to kind of come back and find a middle ground where... Um, not even a middle ground because it wasn't like he, he started off not playing like either of his seasons. And I think that's what made him so much more relatable to a lot of people. Mm. And so it makes sense. And not sense. put a target on his back, right? Yeah, exactly. So he was able to just kind of blend in. And I think that explains why people like you, Tony, who weren't a fan of him at first, kind of warmed up to him because he was able to be this, show this different side of him, I think. But yet mm-hmm. at the same time, still perform for it being a television show so we still got to see him do his antics like that ladder that he built in like the second episode which had no purpose (laughs) but it it wasn't it wasn't a bad move you know it wasn't like this giant hole he's digging in game changers it's like hey he's building a ladder this is hilarious and so he's still being funny he's still doing these things and then he turned it into good game too so i i very much enjoyed seeing him this season tony good player uh natalie I don't think my I think I think my nat- opinion on Natalie has improved just seeing her endurance and her mindset throughout this. I really enjoyed mm. watching how focused and how uh, resilient she was on Edge of Extinction. It, I was frustrated that she was voted out so early because she is a good player, um, and she is like she did great in her season, and I loved her then. So yeah. I, it was frustrating to see her get out right away, but to see her still battle and get to the place that she did was awesome. So I enjoyed seeing her. Yeah, very similar to you, Tony. I feel like watching Natalie's determination and like, yeah, just how hard she worked on Edge of Extinction, honestly, really showed me like, I don't know, really showed me um, that you can do it like on Edge of Extinction. And I think that was like really, I'm trying to find the right word, but really inspiring. There it is. Really inspiring to see somebody like that have a huge comeback and make it in. I think we're all rooting for her, but I haven't seen her season. What season was she on? 29. Yeah, I haven't seen her season. But for me, knowing Natalie and seeing her persevere and get through it, I don't know, was really inspiring. So, yeah, I like her and I want to watch her season now. So. Yeah, it, it's hard for me to compare her her game and how much whether or not she's improved or not in my mind because I think it's I would have loved to see her play a similar game to last time or like play a social game because she really didn't. She kind of she kind of played the I'm gonna find advantages on Edge of Extinction. I'm gonna win my way back mm. in. 
I'm going to win immunity, find idols, which is great, but, like, we didn't get a chance to see her play a social game. And so I was very disappointed that she got voted out first. Um, that was, like, that That was the real, like, the realization of, like, this season is going to hurt because I like a lot of these players, and I'm going to see a lot of my favorites get voted out. Um, and so I don't know if my opinion on her, like, approved or declined. It's pretty much the same. I think I'm more just disappointed because I would have liked her to see her try to play that other game. Definitely. Uh, Sarah. I I don't think my opinion on Sarah has changed at all. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of her in the, her first season with uh, 28, nor when she came back for Game Changers. Just something... She's just not my favorite player to watch. I don't know. She, she I'm just not a huge fan. I don't know how to say that. Like, I feel like I, I feel like saying she's not my favorite player. I, I need to qualify that being by saying I am fan a fan of like women who play the game because of what she said, and that frustrates me a little bit. But that's not the reason that like I wasn't a huge fan going into it and leading up to that. So um, she hasn't changed much. She's I know she's a good player, and I know she's good at what she does. Um, I think she was a good player, as you'll see on my rankings later on, but I don't think this improved my like how much of a fan of her I am. Yeah, um, again, very similar to that. I've only seen one season with Sarah. I didn't see her winning season. But for me, she hasn't changed. She was still the same person and still – it was cool seeing her like uh, team up with Tony again and seeing that. Um, so that's why I felt like it was so similar from her first season that I watched with her, just seeing that bond again, except for her not to vote out, you know, or get mm-hmm. voted out. Yeah, was she voted yep, out? She but, uh, yeah, so for me it was very similar, and Sarah still played the same game, still had the same attitude, and still had the same, yeah, she's still the same person from when I watched her the first time, so nothing new there for me. Yeah, I think opposite to Tony, comparing their three seasons, I didn't really enjoy her season one. Game Changers, I actually liked her game a lot. She was my favorite to win, probably mm-hmm. merge on. Um, and this season was pretty neutral. Um, I think in one element, I, I did enjoy seeing the human side of her. And so, like, to see how much people like being around her, like, the bond she created with a lot of people. Like, even, you know, Ben, Tyson, um, they mm-hmm. seemed to get along. I liked seeing her relationship with Sophie. Um game wise i wasn't a big fan and i wish she would have done some different moves um and so like i still think she's a phenomenal player but i'm torn because i'm like oh why didn't you do this or like you tried too hard you know and like there were moments that were very frustrating to watch i think her cockiness with tony when she was 100 mm-hmm. percent wrong multiple times um <laughs> yeah. there were times where her and sophie got a little too like Felt a little mean girl-ish, and I was like, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't really like this. I'm, I, I kind of want you to get blindsided here, so it's tough. But I still I still enjoy her as a player, and I don't think this changes how I view her game in Game Changers as one of my favorite wins. I feel like Sarah was trying a little bit harder this season with her whole like fashion shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I think that's what kind of bothered me. Yeah, I'm not sure if she tried to do that stuff in her earlier seasons, but she definitely was trying to focus on her social game, and it worked quite well. Like, people did yeah. like her. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, for Ben. Next oh, wait, up. Quite, are we going in order? Yeah. Is there a reason we yeah. skipped Michelle? <laughs> oh, that's completely my bad. Oh, I'm terrible. Tony. Michelle. 
I think I was just excited to get to Sarah. Yeah. Oh, coworker Nick's going to be so mad. <laughs> uh, Michelle. <laughs> it would have been so funny if we got to the end and just never talked about Michelle. And that's why Michelle's not on our podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's why. She yeah, specifically said, reason. Tony doesn't respect me. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle actually grew on me a lot this season. I think she... Uh, it's just The thing is, the game that she plays... I don't know. It, it's it's tough to put into words the game that she plays. She does play well, and she gets to the end every time. I mean, both times that she's played. But it comes from a place of like people not being threatened by her, and I don't know if that's intentional. And that's the only thing that really holds me back from completely buying in. Um, I don't know. I mean, because she showed that she can win competitions this season. Uh, she showed that she has a strong social game. Like People enjoy being around her. People wanted to work with her. Um, Nick, I guess, is an example of that. Uh, so, yeah, she definitely grew on me, and I respect her game more to the point where I I 100% felt she deserved to be in Final Three, and I wanted her there, um, which I don't know if that was the case last time I played. she played. So it definitely an improvement. Yeah, me for Michelle. Um, I didn't watch her season, um, right? Yeah. I you tell us. I'm just trying to remember, guys. Too you just many. need to write down what seasons you've watched, and I'll just remember it for you. Okay, I think that might work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, I didn't really know Michelle coming into this. So, obviously, I knew from the beginning that she dated Wendell, obviously. But besides that, her game, um, she really grew on me as a player. Uh, I just felt like at the beginning I was getting a little bit of annoyed with her. But honestly, I felt like she just got very lucky when, you know, staying on um on the island for as long as she did so honestly she worked her magic and did her thing to stay you know partnering up with nick even though she didn't want to because nick had an idol excuse me and then natalie coming back from edge so i really felt like everything was like aligned for her perfectly just to stay in the game so did you say nick had an idol or nick had the advantage what did we have i don't think nick had anything or what was it she had the advantage Oh, no, what did Nick Nothing. What was that? Okay, wait, wait. What was that moment when Nick and her... Oh, Nick told her that... The Tyson Are you talking vote? about the disadvantage yes. that he was... Okay. Yes, the disadvantage. No, Nick told her the Tyson vote. Yes, sorry. Well, no, you're talking... Nick had a power from Edge of Extinction that yep. was able to give Ben the disadvantage in the immunity challenge. Yes, sorry. That's what I was talking about. Why okay. did I say idol? Got it. Sorry, thank you for clarifying that. So, anyway... With all that to say, I just felt like she really had the advantage there with partnering up with those people, which was really cool to see. So Michelle grew on me as a player, seeing her work her magic to stay on the island. Yeah, I loved Michelle this season. Um, I definitely wasn't a huge fan of her her first season. Not to the point where I don't think she deserved her win, but it was just kind of like, oh, wow, she won. Like, that's good for her. Like, I didn't see that coming kind of thing. Um... And so to see her come out here and there's always – every season there's an underdog. There's always a majority alliance and you got someone who's like trying to get in, can't quite do it, somehow gets pretty far. And it having her as the underdog this season I thought was very enjoyable because she's one that people can easily root for. Um, and it's no surprise to me why she has such a big fan base because I think there's – I don't know like what it is, but she's fun to watch. She has a lot of fun moments. I think her like winning that immunity challenge after just coming in complete last place of the first part of it and coming with that three-layer puzzle, like so much fun to watch. 
The Wendell dynamic I thought was very fascinating. And there's something about their relationship that is just so fun to me to watch. And I know it's kind of messy and like people don't really love it. But like to me, it it feels fun and playful. And like seeing the respect that they still have for each other, even though like they're exes, it's kind of cool. Um, And I think the fact that she was able to get so many people's fire tokens as well um, speaks to her social game, which I think is often missed in the edit. But like she did have a lot of bonds with people and there are some people she just couldn't get through, you know, she couldn't get with Ben, Tony, Sarah, right? Like those people, but like for everyone else, whether it's just not being a threat or actually just liking her, I think she had a lot of friends in this game. And so I definitely am a big Michelle fan coming out of this. Um, I don't think she played a winning game and I'm, I'm perfectly happy with the result, you know, of her finishing final three, not winning, but I mean, no, I'm a fan. It was good. Did either of you see the article on the EW, an interview of Wendell, where he kind of addresses his relationship and his, like, villain edit? I did, yes. That was interesting. Because in that, he very much, like, downplays their relationship. We can talk about that. How long did they date for? Like, they didn't... He even says in it, like, they weren't, like, boyfriend-girlfriend. Well, and I think that's where the difference comes, is because she considers, like, that's my ex-boyfriend, where he's like, oh, no, we, like, hung out and went on some dates, and... Yeah, so it's very much, I think, a misinterpretation. and That's awkward. The edit of this season was definitely trying to frame it as more than it was, too. And I don't think Michelle was necessarily doing that, but, like, it wasn't as dramatic as they made it seem. Oh, man, it sounded like they were dating for, like, a year or something. No, right. And And the things that he was saying that everybody was like, oh, he's a jerk, he, like, said later on. And this could just be him covering up his tracks at this point. But he said, like, oh, I was being rude because I didn't want people to think we were close. Like, I yeah. didn't want people to think that well, we were But I think it right. shows because, like, we saw she voted with him every time. Yeah. She was one of two people that didn't vote him out. And she gave, and he gave her his fire tokens. And so, like, you, you could – and we kept saying that. Like, there's more to this because they're clearly mm-hmm. working together. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that. We will, we'll talk about Wendell more in a little while. Um, but next, I'll try not to skip anyone anymore. Don't worry. Um, but it's funny. It's kind of funny that it was Michelle, though. (laughs) It is. Uh, Ben. I, watching Ben's original season, I was a fan and I wanted him to win. I wanted him to idle his way to the end because it was interesting. (laughs) Um, looking back now and especially seeing this season, I see the lack of strategic and social gameplay ability. And that has kind of brought him down for me. But also I appreciate him as a person because he seems like a genuinely good person. Um, So that's a big part of him, like seeing his family and just seeing like how much having friendship from this season meant to him like that, that, that really tugs at my heart. So um, he's definitely grown on me, but then seeing things when he tries to split up Michelle and Jeremy by telling them different things and like trying to be like, watch, he's going to ask you for your advantage. And just not working at all because, like, he, he doesn't know how to work that kind of gameplay was really fun to watch and amazing. Yeah. For me, I, again, I didn't see Ben's season. But um, for me, seeing him as a player this season, I honestly, like, enjoyed Ben um, for, like, really trying hard in those challenges and making it to the end. And I think um, seeing him align with certain people – I don't know. I just really liked his gameplay this season, and I definitely go back and watch. I know he idled his way, they say, to the top in his season, 
But yeah, I'd like to go back and see who he was before. And like you said, Tony, like now that he, you know, has made really close friendships with some people, I think it'd be like really cool to see like who he was and seeing him now. So. Yeah, I don't care for Ben too much. <laughs> really? But this season he warmed up on me. I think again, yeah. seeing the humor, the human side of him and separating that was great. And I think that's what I needed to kind of see him as a full person. Um, but I'm just, I don't know. His gameplay to me is so mediocre. Um, his win is whatever. I think his strategy this season, he was, he was going to be just taken to the end and get zero votes in the final three. Like I'm very convinced of that. And so I, I think the most positive thing I can say about him is that I think he's a genuine person. I really think Mm -hmm. he's a good guy. And I think he realized that like, you know what? I don't, I don't think I'm going to make it to the end, so I'm at least going to do the right thing and not just try to tank someone else's game. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's a respectable move. Is it a good survivor move? No, absolutely not, right? Like, I mean, (laughs) logically, that's a bad move is to get yourself voted out, especially when there's no challenges to get back in the game. Uh, But on a human level, yeah, I mean, good guy. So I will say he's improved in my mind going into this season. Yeah, good answer. It was all right. Uh, Denise. I feel like Denise is a very similar player to Michelle in my mind um, in that she definitely relies on a social game. The only thing about Denise is she's probably a little bit stronger of a competition uh, player. But she just feels like, I don't know, she feels like she relies on her social game a lot. There's not a lot of strategic play. She just kind of sat in the background most of the time at least this season, and I haven't seen her original season, so I can't speak to that. Um, but she, yeah, feels like Michelle in that she just kind of sits in the background and tries to make herself as small of a threat as possible. 100% with that. Um, again, haven't watched her season, but I could definitely see that with Denise the whole time. And again, like after her one big move with Sandra, I was like, I wonder if she's going to really pull anything else out or she's kind of like one and done type of thing. And again, we didn't really see much of her strategic play besides that. And kind of, like you said, Tony, I'm 100% with your answer there. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of all I have to say. Because, you, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I like her first season. Her first season, she was great. Um, and I think What season was she? 25, Philippines. It was a great season, great winner. Two seasons away and I'll be there. Yeah, it's great. What do you want now? Rob season? Yeah. Oh, Man, I understand, like, it's not super... Oh, Phil. Philip is fantastic. Agent (laughs) Shepard, or what it was He might be my favorite player. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Rob is always entertaining in seasons. uh, I'm enjoying it. All right, we'll get to Rob. (laughs) Um, But no, Denise, this season, I don't think she played that good of a game. Uh, I I was disappointed because I think she she was one that... Not to the level of, like, someone like Kim where it's like, oh, man, like, she's, you know, dominant female. I can't wait to see her play again. But she she was up there with people, like, very excited to see her play a second game. And I think her one big move, again, Queenslayer, I'm still going to hold that. I don't think it was a good move. I, like, if you look at, that was one of the few times Tony was vulnerable. Like, it, you're sitting in a tribal with Jeremy, Kim, and Sandra. None of those people are working with Tony. And so it's like... He had no protection, and he won the game. So clearly, like, you see, like, she decided... I don't know. And again, that's looking in hindsight, so I don't know how it would have turned out. But, like, what would have happened if she would have taken him out like Sandra wanted? 
I don't know. So that's my yeah. one thing. Is like her biggest move this season. I don't know if it worked out that well for her. Um, and besides that, I can't really point to any other specific moments that we were shown. I'm sure there are moments where she made move and built relationships, but I think a lot of it was just kind of like there were other targets. You always had Jeremy to vote out. You always had other things to do. Um, I did like the tribal where she went out, that possible tie, um, and the no votes. That was cool. So mm-hmm. I'm just not as – I think her first season was much better, which seems like a dumb statement because she won the first season. So obviously she played better, but whatever. Now there's people who played better this season than their first season. Uh, Nick. Nick actually grew on... I feel like a lot... Almost all of the players grew on me uh, this season. But Nick did as well, seeing like... He's not a... He seemed out of the loop a lot, but I don't think he's a bad player overall. Like he followed direction when he felt like he needed to. And like... I remember watching one of the Ponderosa videos and he was like so upset that everybody considered getting Sophie out just Tony's move. Like, he asked someone, he was like, oh, whose move was getting Tony out? And they were like, Tony. And then he was like, oh, really? Because I didn't vote. I voted for Sophie, too. So why isn't it partially my move? And, like, super defensive. Um, So, like, I don't know if I would attribute those to his, but him. But, like, I see the passion and, like, he he's making moves. He's doing things that are against the grain. And I, I respect it. I enjoyed watching him. Mm-hmm. Um... What season was he? 36. Yeah, definitely did that season. 37. 37. I was even wrong. Oof. Wendell ben was 36. 36. Wendell. Oh! Ben, Wendell, Nick. 35, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, didn't see a season. It was too late for me. and I didn't have CBS All Access to watch it. Um, But I will watch it now just because I didn't really know him and I didn't really f- feel like I got a lot out of him to like understand who he truly was as a person. So he was kind of uh, okay for me as a player. I, again, we I didn't really see much screen time of him either. I feel like that's just me personally. So I feel like if I would have gotten a lot more to see him. I like how you say me my... personally when we all saw the same amount of screen time. Well, I know. But you're I you're acting like you saw a like, different Well, well if us. somebody's like, I felt like he did get a lot of screen time. I'm going to be like, well, I don't think he did. That's fair. You She's know? got a point. <laughs> So that's why I have to say, he's all right. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd go watch his season though. I like Nick. His David vs. Goliath is a top season for me as well. Maybe my set. Oh, it's up there with like Millennials and Gen X as far as like seasons of the '30s. Uh, the cast is fantastic, and I think the only reason I like him better on that season is because seeing him interact with a lot of those other players was so much fun. I love mm-hmm. that whole cast. Uh, I loved him on this season too, though. I really did. And I thought he had a chance there at the end. If it wasn't for the edit that I couldn't ignore. Like, the edit was saying he's not going to win. The ed- Like, they weren't showing a lot of him. And it was- if it wasn't for that, I would have said he might win this towards the end. Because he was making moves. I liked what he was doing with Tony. And now it makes much more sense, the fact that Tony had a fake idol to hold over his head. <laughs> it explains a lot of those dumb moves that we thought, like, mm-hmm. Nick, what are you doing? So I like that there's that to it because now I can go back and say Nick is a really good player. Um, so I think it it definitely just solidified my opinion that I, I really enjoy watching him play. Hmm. Absolutely. Good answer. Uh, Jeremy, 
it was tough to gauge. Like, I still love Jeremy the same amount. He's one of my favorite winners on this season. But it was tough to gauge his gameplay because he was on the bottom so often this yeah. season. Like, from the first vote, it was him or Natalie, and they decided to go Natalie instead. And from that yeah. point on, I don't know if he was ever in a position of legitimate power for more than maybe a week. So it was tough to really see his gameplay. Um, yeah. And he was kept around those three tribals just because Tony wanted to have him around and wanted to have a shield for a little bit longer. So mm-hmm. uh, I still love him, but didn't really improve my thought. I, I enjoyed it. I already respected his gameplay, yeah. so it didn't really take from that. Yeah, I really liked Jeremy this season. Um, again, very similar to you, Tony. But I feel like, yeah, he was at the bottom a lot. But I felt like he worked really hard, obviously, to stay in the game. And there was moments that he he didn't really know what he could do because he knew he was going to get voted out. But still, I feel like for him staying there, um, I don't know, I feel like I wouldn't have voted out Jeremy. But obviously, he was a threat, so people wanted him out of there as soon as they could. So I really enjoyed Jeremy, and I'm really, really glad he came back for this season. Yeah, Jeremy, um, I mean, I think you said you guys both said both. I think like he was always on the bottom. He was always a target. Um, Mm -hmm. I wish he would have switched up his gameplay a little bit because I know like his strategy is like, keep the big targets. Like that's his thing. It worked well in second chances. I think I wanted to see him play a little bit different because going into this season, he was a big threat. Like he was up there. He's like a name, like outside of like the legends, right? Robin Sandra, I would say he's up there with like Tony, like he's a great winner and everyone knew Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And so I think I would have liked to see him adapt a little bit more. Um, so I'm a little disappointed in that aspect, but this doesn't really change the way I feel about him. I still love Mm -hmm. watching him play and second chances is a great season. So I will Mm -hmm. still love his winning from that. For sure. Uh, Kim, Kim was fine. I mean, I just like, I haven't seen her first season, so I haven't seen the dominance. Um, I enjoy her as a player, but from everything I've seen, she's an 80% player. She knows what I, what everything that's going on, but she can't make anything happen from it. So mm-hmm. um, I assume that my opinion of her will raise when I watch season 24, but until then, she's a pretty good player to me. Yeah, yeah love, love, love Kim. And I know I said earlier in this podcast that I didn't really know her as a player, but after watching her this season, I love her. Her intuition, and she just knows, like you said, Tony, like she knows what's happening. She knows who to vote out to stay in the game, but she just couldn't do it. Um, she couldn't find like an alliance strong enough to build off of that to vote Sophie out. Yeah, Sophie out right away. Did she vote Sophie out? No, she was voted out before Sophie was voted out, right? She was no. voted out after Sophie. The she week was after blindsided. Sophie. Oh, yes. By Still, but the Sophie vote, yeah. Yeah, but still, so great, so great. Love Kim. Um, definitely think highly of her um, and loved her speech towards the end, too, the last episode. Yeah, Kim, uh, again, this feels stupid to say that she played a better gamer for a season, but, like, I think that, like, I, I mean, we keep saying it. She had the information. She didn't do anything with it. Um, the, I don't think this affects, like, how well she played the first time. Um, I think this more, I I kind of feel the same way I do about Jeremy, which I'm like, you should have adapted. You know, I think this whole game, she was trying so hard to take control of it where she just needed to do something different because the way she won the first time wasn't going to be the way she wins this time. And I don't think she figured that out soon enough. I think 
this game required players to play differently, and I think the players who made it far are the ones who were able to do that. So unfortunately, I don't think she made it. Um, but I still think her season is a top tier winner season. So doesn't really change that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophie, man, I liked Sophie going into the season. She was one of my picks. Uh, she, I think she had a phenomenal game this season. She had one oversight where she felt a little too comfortable and trusted her Alliance and Tony kind of went rogue and, and turned on her. Other than that, I think she had a, probably a clear path to the end or no, maybe not to the end, but she got Tony out. I think she was golden. I genuinely think she could have won this game if it hadn't been for Tony who won the season. It was the best player on the season. So like, you can't really fault her because mm-hmm. he got her out. So Sophie, I think if she ever felt like she didn't deserve her win, which I would disagree with, she definitely validated herself as a player here. Oh, I think for sure. She could have gone to the end again. If Tony wasn't there, she was a great player after seeing her this season. And I watched her season beforehand. Um, her, both of the seasons that she was in. She was in two this is only her before. second. Just one. Just one? Second. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but I think she was great, and she was so strong, and felt so bad once we saw that. And I didn't really want to believe that that was coming for her. But, yeah, if she was just a little bit stronger there, she could have made it to the end. And, yeah, I think she played great this season, and I wish she stayed longer because she's such a great player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she the the beginning of this season, I loved her, and I loved seeing her work with Yul. She felt like mm-hmm. she could make it far. Towards the middle, like I said earlier, the whole thing with Sarah, it felt like a little too mean girl for me, and yeah. wasn't a huge fan. When she said, hey, why don't the five of us get up and go over here? Legendary move. A bit much. I don't know. Yeah. Just wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, But, like, no, I think, like, seeing her emotionally react to her season and you know kind of like you know i did i felt like a low tier winner um that i those were the moments i loved most about this season so i was really glad she was able to give us that sort of reflection um of kind of like what it's like to be a winner and feel like you didn't deserve your win um so i love those human moments for her so i'm a big sophie fan um I think, and it's hard because I think like her first time playing, those were the moments that made me like her is like kind of her sarcastic and sassy side. But however, this this time around, it just didn't do it for me. So it, it's probably unfair to her because yeah. she's the same person. Um, I uh-huh. think, I don't know why this time it felt a little off-putting to me. Um, but no, I'm still a Sophie fan. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tyson, my man. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't think my Tyson, my... My opinion of Tyson, not my Tyson, my opinion of Tyson changed at all this season. I mean, I loved him already and seeing the emotional side of him, but also how hard he was trying to play. Mm. Um, His social game was pretty weak this season, I think, or Mm. maybe it wasn't even that. Maybe his target was just so big that his social game couldn't correct it. I think there's several players that this season that that was the case. Um, But yeah, I, I think he's one of the players that if he had won, it would have been unbelievable to see him. If he had won without like going to edge at all, it would have been unbelievable because that's such a big target. How do you let them get to the end? It's not quite to Rob level, but I think he's step below the second tier below like Rob or Sandra. Or yeah, five. for sure. I definitely agree with you, Tony. There, um, I've seen Tyson season before. I think he's a great player coming into this. I thought for sure he was like one of the strongest players coming back here and would fight his way to the top. 
Um, but yeah, I felt like he lacked a little bit of a social game there. I think, remember we saw like at the beginning, nobody was really talking to him too. I felt bad for the guy, but hey, I think he like stuck to it and stayed as long as he could and came back and then got voted off. But I think he's great. And I definitely like, I'm so glad Tyson came back, came back with, um, you know, I don't know, came back with, I had a word there. I lost it. But yeah, just glad he was back. He came like back. Tyson. I appreciate him a little bit more now, and yeah, really like him. Yeah, Tyson's very interesting to me because if you were to look at his first two seasons, you're like, how does this guy ever win? But yet he <laughs> yeah, he does. That's what I thought. In Blood yeah. vs. Water, and I think mm-hmm. even since then, he's like excelled to this like legend status where if you're naming like top 10 maybe even like top five like survive like he's in the conversation which is crazy to me again if you were to like only watch his first two seasons um so i mean yeah my opinion doesn't change of him i think this season gave us exactly what we wanted he was a fierce competitor he was hilarious i don't think he was vote like his second time he was voted out i don't think that was necessarily because of him i think it was wrong side of the numbers i think mm-hmm. he got voted off because you know kim played her idol for denise and so it was just it was more so trying so to throw close. off the idol. You know, they knew Kim had an idol and they were trying to see who is she least likely to play it for. That was it, you know? It wasn't anything personal and I don't know mm-hmm. what more he could have done. So I don't think it was a bad gameplay. I think he just was on the wrong side of the numbers. Yeah, for sure. Can you imagine if um, Denise, or Kim played it for Tyson, where we would be today? That would have been interesting. Because who were they putting the number? Was it Sophie that that tribal? Um, yes, they were voting for Sophie. Ooh, yeah. So Sophie goes out earlier. That would have been interesting. Uh-huh. Um, Adam. I think I, I grew uh-huh. to respect Adam a lot more this season as well. Um, seeing just how strong he was strategically, but how much he lacked socially and, com- like, physically. So, like, <laughs> uh-huh. strategically, he was always there. He always knew what was happening. Yeah. There's the quote that you love and I love where he is like, I know that it's one of us two tonight, but do you know that? And that's like a big thing, like to just know what's happening is a huge deal. But he and the reason he was voted out is he switched the vote at one point. I think that was the week he was voted out. So he was like, hey, how about we vote out this person? And everybody was like, "Okay, yeah, let's do that. And somebody else was like, I don't like that he can do that. Let's vote him out. So it was like this whole thing where he what he did have sway and he was making moves. It's just people wanted to he didn't have alliances to really back him up. And so they targeted him instead. Yeah. Adam loved the guy so much. I feel like seeing him play the season, what season was he on before? I think it was one that I hadn't watched. Millennials, Gen Millennials X. versus Gen X. No. Yeah. I've seen that one. That was one I watched before season 40. That was like one of my fresher ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, seeing Adam play. I, his intuition and just knowing again, strategically, like you said, Tony, um was incredible like him talking to ben him knowing what's up he's like i know what's happening but you guys are not talking to me again lacks that social game there so yeah i really appreciated adam this season and everything he had to offer uh yeah felt like he was like a hidden gem i feel like in season 40 so i think he's great yeah i'm a little disappointed with his gameplay uh because i like i said i love his first season one of my favorites and I love his win. I thought he was a great player in this season. He came out swinging, though. And from week yeah. one, he painted himself to be such an easy target that never went away. 
it never went away. He was always an easy vote, and it's so unfortunate to see him put himself in that position. So for that, I'm very disappointed. Uh, but as a person, like, I mean, he is watching him play with people he grew up watching is so fun because as a Survivor fan, he just, like, the quotes he uses and his moments of inspiration kind of speak on behalf of everybody watching the show. And it's like, yes, that is the same reaction I would have in this moment. Like, I'm playing with Boston Rob. What am I doing out here? And so I love him. I love Adam. Mm -hmm. Very disappointed in his gameplay this season, though. <laughs> and then Wendell. Um, I think we already talked on Wendell a little, or I already talked on Wendell a little bit. But the villain edit was disappointing. Um, and I think that was just the way that CBS wanted to frame it for more uh, attention and more drama. Uh, I still love Wendell. I still think he's a great player. I think he was put in a tough situation and was um, he was he went the week that it was like Adam and then it was Nick and then it was Wendell because Sophie wanted to weaken Jeremy. So like it was all of this, all of these things happening and he was more focused on because it, it stinks when you're you're the one that's voted off because you are close to somebody that they want to weaken. We see that a few times this season and that's what it felt like, or at least the way that it was presented to us. So um, I think he's a strong player, but he seemed, he seemed kind of like a tool this season, the way that they like even offering Parv two fire tokens and he'd vote with her. Like he wasn't going to follow through with that. So like things like that just made him look like a villain. And I mean, I don't hate it. Yeah. Uh, Wendell. Yeah. They give him a bad edit. You're right. But I feel, he did, like, I don't know, he kind of bothered me this season just because, yeah, they gave him the bad edit, but that made me, I, I fed into that bad edit. So I feel bad. Don't know if I really like Wendell. I felt like, yeah, he was definitely kind of rude to me. So. To you? Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> to me personally, I felt like a personal attack. Just kidding. No, love Wendell, but I just felt like he was okay this season. And yeah, that's all I have to say. I loved his edit. The more what? I think back and seeing it full circle, I think it's so fun. He's the villain that I love to see. I, I do. Really? Like, as soon as it turned into... Because at first, I'm like, this is weird. I don't really like the way he's treating his ex-girlfriend right now. But as yeah. soon as I understood that they're working together, they're not actually on bad terms, he's just being funny, I loved it. I really did. I think my favorite moments from his first season is when he did that. Like, his iconic vote, voting out Chris Noble and just going off on how bad he is at rapping. Such a great scene. And this season was just moment after moment of him just, like, with those sarcastic moments. And so, I loved Villain Edit. I loved... I loved the Villain Edit. I said I love Villain Edit. That's... <laughs> sounded so weird i meant to say i love I, I i was trying to say i love villain wendell and the villain edit at the same time and that's how that happened anyways now that we're here and so like to see his first season as more of like a full <laughs> circle player like a good guy you know and seeing this i thought it was so fun absolutely very nice so yule uh yule <laughs> i feel like yule this season was just he was playing at another, I think he came in like, oh, fire tokens, like interesting. Let's put take these to the next level. And he was playing at a higher level than everyone else, which made everybody think, wait, wait, he's trying way too hard. Mm. And so they got rid of him. Mm. So I think part of Survivor is knowing what level you should play at and what level 
like with certain people. And I think he was just trying too hard to the point where it's like, oh, he's a threat. Let's just get rid of him now so we don't have to deal with that strategic mind later on. So um, maybe a lack of awareness there, but I mean, I'm a big fan. I enjoy the way that he thinks about the game and uh, it very much intrigues me. For sure. I feel like you'll... Uh, such a great player, but obviously we didn't get to see him play too much. He was on edge for a while there. Um, but he is just so smart, and I feel like if he were to stay in the game with those fire tokens, I felt like CBS would have changed up the fire tokens a little bit more since they knew Yule's staying a little longer, and he could do some damage with that. So, yeah, just bummed we didn't get to see more of him and use the, uh, use the fire tokens. But for me, not see more of him i wish we would have seen more so he did okay this season with everything that happened but yeah still think he's a great player and still held his ground and made it through edge i think yule's a good example of a player who it sounds terrible i'm just gonna say i don't know if he can keep up in this game of survivor like this current state i think the way Mm -hmm. that he won was a sign of the times and I think he tried. Like, the fire tokens, I think he was onto something, but it was even a little much. Like, the fire tokens never quite equaled that level, where, like, you shouldn't be voting based off of trying to get someone's fire tokens. Like, yes, they're worth something, but not to the mm-hmm. point of, like, you're, I'm going to revolve my strategy around it. So I think he was trying a little too hard in that moment. I think there were other mm-hmm. times where he had the right ideas, but it was like the game was moving too quick for him. And I think we saw that with other players, too, where it's like, this doesn't discredit his win but i'm not surprised at all that he didn't last Mm -hmm. yeah yeah parv uh i don't think my opinion of parv shifted at all this season i think it was just she's one of the players that came in with such a big target that of course she was going to be sent out early so that she wasn't going to make it even if she had the numbers during the uh not tribe the tribe swap even if she had the numbers, she would have survived that, but she would have been gone early the next one anyways. And she, yeah, she just wouldn't have been able to make it very far. So that was just what we expected going into the season. But I enjoyed watching her again. Oh, yeah. We know for sure that she was going to be, I knew at least, and you guys probably have the same thought too, but she was going to get voted out right away. So again, yeah, not surprised that she was. Really sad because I was like, how crazy would it be if like Parv went to the end or like went top five or something that would be incredible same with rob but we'll get there but yeah i just think she hasn't changed she's still her bubbly self and stuff too so yeah i think she was great just bummed you know she got voted out but not surprised too so yeah love parv always will yeah i mean this does not change a thing or way i feel about her um she's still probably on the mount rushmore survivors for me and I think she didn't have much of a choice in how she played this yeah. game. I think, like, there's some players where, like, she didn't have a choice. It is what it is, and this is just how, like, this is what happened. Um, I think she did the best that she could, and I'm honestly impressed she made it as far as she did. And I think seeing mm-hmm. her social game play out, like, I honestly think she did everything she could outside of winning challenges to get back in the game or winning immunity challenges to make her go farther not much could be done. Mm-hmm. I think all of the things that I said apply to Rob as well. This doesn't affect the game. He came in with a way too large of a target. Like he, I enjoyed seeing him out there again. I enjoyed seeing him with Amber and like the touching moments. And honestly, every time he spoke, it was always interesting. And it felt so, 
don't know. It felt like dad was talking now and all the kids were being quiet and listening. You know what I mean? Like it, it, he definitely demands that kind of respect, I think, for yeah. most of the players. So that was probably my favorite part of having him there was just seeing him have like almost a fatherly figure to a lot of them. Not like they just looked up to him. Almost all of them looked up to him. Yeah. I feel like the season wouldn't be the same if Rob wasn't there. I felt like everybody just loved the fact that he came back for this season. Uh, yeah, you said that perfectly, Tony. I don't really know how to top that. But, uh, yeah, I think Rob, seeing him still fight for it, even on edge, and not give up, you know. I I appreciate Rob so much. I feel like you can never go wrong with watching Rob play Survivor. So the more screen time we get of Rob, the more Survivors love it, just because of the fact that it's Rob. So mm-hmm. glad he was there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say much more beyond that. I think the biggest thing I wish I would have seen is, like I kind of said earlier, like switch up the gameplay a little bit. I think he didn't have much of a choice just with the target on his back, but I think like the Mm -hmm. buddy system is the biggest example where it's like, this isn't going to work here. (laughs) We got all winners. Like they know your moves. They're literally literally calling it out by name. Um, But it's Rob. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's Rob. You can't really go wrong. Uh, Ethan just kind of reinforced my thoughts of him initially. He's not a great player. Uh, he just kind of was there and was nice. And, I mean, won some competitions in Africa, and that's why he won. I think he still deserves to be a winner. He was the one that I would have picked out of those people. But I just I don't think he could handle this gameplay. And, and it is what it is. He did um, – I, I love him as a person, and I love his story and what he's gone through. Like, that has been that's really inspirational to see. But his gameplay just wasn't prepared for the season, and that's what it is. 100% agree. Love Ethan, if you guys didn't know that already. Um, but, yeah, again, really bummed that he got voted out so fast and early on. Um, just because I didn't watch his season, and I would have loved to see somebody from, like, early on in Survivor Days come back and just, like, maybe show us up a little bit. See, like, I don't know, change things up. So really bummed we didn't get to see that from Ethan, but love the fact that he was able to play again, um, again from the last episode too, hearing that Survivor literally changed his life. Um, yeah, so just really glad Ethan was there in general and was willing to come and take on this challenge, I guess. But yeah, love him. Yeah, that's all. It's really difficult to criticize his personal story, but I've heard it. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know. It's I'm just like, how do you not but like let's let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. confessional we have, like I would love I should have I should have come prepared with a, how many confessionals everyone had, but like him and Amber got an unproportional amount compared to how they played this season and where they got voted out. And like mm-hmm. I get it, okay? He is the oldest winner, um Amber being the oldest player, but him being the oldest winner winning season 3. I love seeing him on here as a nostalgic celebration of Survivor, but no, like, he's the example. Like, he can't keep up. He can't play this game. He just can't. And, like, he even said it. He's like, I don't know what's going on. Like, episode two, he's like, everyone's running around. I can't keep up. Like, what am I doing out here? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, yes, I, as a person, it's great. Um, yeah. I, I'm i trying not to be mean about it, but I think we just need to call it how it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've seen a lot of Ethan, and it's great, but... Not a great player this season. And with Ethan and also Danny, as we go into her, like they're old school players, but they don't command the same respect that the other old school players do because right. they, yes. they won once and they didn't really do much else. 
which Danny didn't come back and play again. So like, it is what it is. And Ethan came back and was taken out early because he's so likable. Like that is what yeah. it is too. But yeah. Danny, she just, she tried to start playing. She tried to target Rob and then Rob used his star power to trick or to force Ben into saying, this is who I think we should go for. And like, then he just turned on her. So I didn't think she was a great player. Didn't watch Danny's season, but glad she got voted out early on because I didn't really want to see much. Um, not in a bad way. I think I'm sure she's great. Oh my goodness. Okay, wait. Let me redo this. No, have <laughs> firm takes. Don't back off no, immediately. Come I, on. Okay, I don't want to be rude. It's not like be she's rude. Gonna... No, I don't want to be rude. Okay. I'm about to be rude. So Danny, <laughs> so Danny, I'm glad that she she is back for this season. But again. Why? I, well, here's my reasoning. I didn't... Because st- she's being nice. You didn't but, see her season. Why are you glad she's no. back? I'm glad she came back. Just cause she's Why? Here. I don't know. Okay, but hear, hear me out. But, again, didn't really know her. Didn't really know what her strategic plan was. Um, so glad she got voted out because after seeing her cameos, I guess, for the rest of the season, I was like, I don't know how she would have done moving forward with all these other players so glad she got voted out that's all i have to say thank you yeah i don't have anything to say about danny she can't keep up she was a fine winner her season's good you know she deserved that win that's it hey tony who's next stephanie probably should have won uh so amber i mean amber is the same boat she couldn't keep up she didn't she came in knowing that she wasn't gonna be able to do much it was more to support rob than anything else and i think she is an iconic survivor player because of her relationship with Rob. Um, So I think it was important that she's there, but I mean, it was an easy vote and somebody who wasn't going to be able to keep up. So that was disappointing. Love Amber. Didn't see her season, but loved. I felt like she just has this like soft, gentle soul. So I really loved seeing her like on edge and seeing her there with Natalie and everybody else. So really, really glad that she was here. Um, Love her and Rob's relationship. So, yeah, glad she was here, but really bummed she got voted out so early on. But obviously, we know the threat of two people coming in. So, yeah, glad it was her, not Rob, right away. I think my biggest disappointment in Amber is I wish she had more confidence as a player. I Mm. think the moments where she's like, I didn't come out here for me. I came out here for Rob. I knew I didn't have a chance to win, but I came for Rob. I shouldn't have won my season, Rob. Part of me is like, I don't know, mm. like, I, I understand where she's coming from because that's that's a big group thought of Survivor is Rob should have won that season. And, you know, I think, like, there's that's been a big arc with a lot of these players is, like, should I have won my season? Controversial winners, right? But, like, I'm just like, I, I want to see you own it. Like, I want to see you come out here and play. Like, I understand, mm-hmm. you know, like... For real. Granted, she didn't get a chance, and she got voted off because of Rob. You know, she had zero chance of making it far in this game. I think. That was because of the Poker Alliance, not because... Well, I guess he was in the Poker Alliance. The Poker Alliance, alliance I forgot. <laughs> she Yeah, she wasn't technically in the Poker Alliance. It was just Poker Alliance Association, really. That would have been a pretty dominant alliance if they actually got together, though. It would have been, and so they did need to break that up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was true. But no, I mean, I just think I'm like, Amber, just like, just play the game. You know, I understand that you're not... A top tier player and you probably won't win this season um and i understand like lack of confidence isn't like i'm not like you're terrible because you don't have confidence i'm not trying to say that but i don't know like you're a good player you won own it mm-hmm. that's yeah. it 
That's my motivation to you, Amber. <laughs> I like that, actually. I know That's a good I know point. you're listening to this. <laughs> it's a little disappointing to see her so just like, yeah, I didn't deserve it. Like, that that's frustrating because i mean she was i mean that, that she was she did deserve it because she won we've talked about she that won the first all-star season like that's yeah. pretty cool um finally the queen of survivor it's tough to say uh sandra uh, i don't think this season affected her legacy at all i mean it was just so clear that she her heart wasn't in it she didn't care i don't i don't know if she was actually trying to win like giving away an idol just didn't seem yeah, it just didn't seem like she was trying as hard as she usually does. And so um, I did appreciate the self-awareness of leaving Edge. Like, why make yourself suffer if you are not a, if you know you're not going to win? Um, it wouldn't have surprised me if someone like Amber also did that if it weren't for Rob. So Sandra is, well, it will always be on the, well, maybe not always, but will always be in the conversation for one of the greatest survivors and be on the Mount Rushmore. But she's, she's out now. I mean, she, yeah, it is what it is. I feel like Sandra gave up too easily. I feel like um, she could have just stayed a little bit longer on edge. And I was just really bummed she just decided to leave. But again, we all know she's a great player. Uh, honestly, deserves the title of queen with all that stuff. She didn't, didn't need to repeat it a bunch of times on this season, though. We, we got it. But, yeah, really bummed she just decided to leave. It's like, show us, like, that you can do it. Like, show us how strong you are, why you deserve to be queen, and stay there and make it through. So, really bummed when she gave up, but, yeah. I disagree 100%. Really? I, yeah, I don't, I don't care if she stays on edge. That means nothing to me. I think yeah. she won her two seasons. I don't think she owes, like, an explanation of, like, Oh, I'm, I don't know. That's just me, though. I think, like, her leaving Edge was the most, like, I think half of the people on Edge should have left. I, I get the, like, I want to, like, if it's, like, a personal journey for you, like, I think Ethan, like, loved it because he's, like, I can over, like, I never thought I'd do this. That's great. But, like, for her, she's not going to win a challenge. There is, yeah. I don't want to say zero, but 0.1% chance that she makes it back into the game. And so, like, she, I don't know, I think I almost respect her more because she's like, look it, I'm confident in myself, like, I don't need this to be, like, a little pat in the back, like, oh, you can do, like, look what I accomplished, Sandra, like, she she doesn't need that, so I don't think yeah. it's a bad thing. Um, yeah. I don't know, like, I don't know what more she could have done. I honestly really respect the move of giving Denise an idol, like, it got her voted off, so, like, she sh probably shouldn't have done that, but, like, it's it's ballsy, you know, and, like... If it would have worked, for me, it's like, she didn't have a chance to win anyway, so at least she went out swinging for the fences and, you know, tried to do one of the biggest moves ever. Um, again, yeah. it didn't work, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's tough for me, you know? Like, Interesting. It, we're talking about these players who had 0% chance of winning because of their target on their back, so what more could they have done? I don't really know. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, that's everybody. So we are. What, what's next on the old agenda? All right. For this segment, we are going to be ranking players from the season. Uh, it's just me and Tony. I think we should explain because this is going to come in between other stuff with Monica. But we did all this at so, once. So we didn't do any cuts or anything. No, this is a no edit episode. But Monica, Monica actually had to step away. We'll say that she had. Some, Everything's fine. She had some errands to run, 
Yeah. She realized that she need um she had a DoorDash delivery she had to go pick up, so I hope we don't finish before she gets back. <laughs> but Hopefully she'll be back for the next segment at the very least. <clears throat> Alright, you want to explain <laughs> how we're doing this? Yes, for sure. So Nathan and I uh, both put together our own rankings. And Monica, she's just not here at the time. Yeah, she's just not here at the time. So we might add hers in later, but maybe not. Um, (laughs) So we both uh, put together a ranking system. I kind of threw mine together, and I don't feel great about it. So I might make some audibles mid-doing it, but once I say it, it'll it'll be official, just so you know. But I like might do some math in my head. Let me grab a pen to be ready for that. Uh, so Nathan and I are going to go back and math. and share our score. Well, to like mark where I moved them. I might um, be doing some math so I got to get my pen ready. Well, not actually math. I just, math makes it, I like math. Um, oh. And then we, I also have rankings or scores from the fantasy draft that I was in. Shout out co-worker Jesse, who I haven't talked about as Whoa, much on this podcast. We got a new co-worker. Yeah. Uh, he, I don't know if he listens. But he put together this fantasy Ouch. league and also a scoring system uh, that to uh, assign players. Um, and so I, I put together, like, I took all the scores of the players and wrote it down in order and also the scores that they had just so we can have, like, a very tangible way to grade them. Like, this is officially, like, based on what they did, the idols they found, the advantages they found, the advantages they played correctly, this is how well they did. Have you... Have you mentioned how you did in the fantasy league? Uh, I got second. Oh, that's not bad. Luckily, yeah, I shouldn't have. Uh, coworker Nick dominated because he had Tony and Michelle and Sarah and Kim no and way. Parv. So, so Parv was close. No, not even. How the did you get all didn't... those people? Well, I mean, I can... do. I this actually have the drafting order. I feel like I Tony, Parv, Kim alone is like a really. So, I mean, like, Michelle's probably not going to be a top pick. Sorry, but, like... Parv was a low, lower draft pick, because... Okay, I guess I can see that, like, that she's she, not going to... Yeah. This might actually be the order in which... No, it's not. Um, I think Tony was a little bit later, too, because of his performance in Game Changers, probably, like, third round. Wow. I think his first pick might have been Kim or Sarah. I'm not sure. I can ask him what order you drafted him in. Um... I think I made the mistake of picking like a couple actually pretty big targets and getting unlucky by picking Natalie. Well, didn't she do pretty good though coming back? Yeah. I had to fight to get her some points for like all the advantages she was sending from Edge. <laughs> because uh, initially sure. like we didn't account for that. And I was yeah. like, I mean, she's doing things. Even if she's like out of the game, I should get like a point for her sending advantages. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, I'll give a quick rundown of the points for this, just so people can have a frame of reference for how this is calculated. Players would get minus two if they played an idol incorrectly, uh, minus five if they get voted out, so everybody that got voted out automatically lost points, and minus ten if they quit edge. Um, so that was factored in there. So Sandra did not do well. Um, you would get one to three points if you won a tribal, like a tribal immunity or a group reward, um... Let's see what else here. If you play, or if you earn an advantage, you'd get a point. If you were chosen to go on a reward, you'd get a point. Things like that. If you win an individual immunity, you'd get three points. Uh, If you play an idol correctly on yourself or someone else, it's five points. If you come back from edge, it's five points. If you make the finale, it's five points. Then you get into the heavy hitter points. You get ten if you have an idol, or if you have an idol played on you by someone else. 
10 if you win in a fire making challenge, which obviously helped Tony. Um, third place received 10 points. 10 points if you make final tribal council without receiving any votes against them during the game. I didn't know that was in there. I feel like that was added in just to benefit coworker Nick, and I'm kind of upset. He probably paid Jesse. Um, yeah, screw for, you, coworker Nick. 15 points for second place and 20 points for the winner. Um, so I, I skipped a few there, but just so you know, like there's a lot that goes into these point totals. Um, so I'll say the point totals as well, because I'll be giving the two different rankings, my rankings and this scoring system rankings. So we'll divide it up. Hopefully it doesn't get confusing, me giving two different rankings. And hopefully it's hard if they don't have a visual. So we'll have to make sure to put this out on our social so people Would can you want to maybe do that last? Maybe we give our rankings and then you give like the overall like... Yeah, it make more that. sense? Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. Yeah. Cool. All right. So should we just go one at a time? Doesn't really. Uh, do we want to go from twenty, nothing, so twenty up to one. So start with our lowest and work our way up. Yes, and I say let's do let's do the lower ten, bottom ten. Let's just read them off. I don't think we need to go every other. Okay. I'm not and we can give a little like say. commentary. Like there's a couple that it's mm -hmm. like I know this is low, but this is why. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Um. I'm gonna start off. Just yeah, go for I it. want to. All right, twentieth place, Danny. Not, not much of an explanation. Nineteenth, Amber. The only reason I put Amber above Danny, even though she got voted out first, I think Amber had a bigger target on her back. There was more she could have done. Danny just didn't play a great game. Number eighteen, Ethan. I don't, I don't know. Don't feel great about it, but he's eighteenth. Seventeenth. This is going to be controversial. I, I, I think, Rob. I don't think Rob played a great game. Yes, he had a target on his back, but I think he could have done more. Should have switched up his game. Sixteen, Sandra. Her biggest move flopped hard. Granted, she didn't have much of a choice, but it did. Uh, 15th, Parvati. Again, it's hard to talk about these big targets because they're big targets. But again, she didn't play a great game. 14th, Yul. I don't like putting Yul down here, but he, again, not great. 13th, Ben. <laughs> ben. I, I don't think he got to the end because of his game. I really just don't. 12th place, I'm putting... Adam, Adam was pretty shaky. He's scrambling a little too much. Could have done better. 11th, Denise. Again, just because you got voted out later on doesn't mean you played a better game. And then... Let's wait, just do it? that. Yep, yeah, let's just do okay. that. Can I say, out of all of those, we only have one different person. No way. Like, I have nine out of your ten there. Okay. Not the same order, though, right? Uh, dangerously close. <laughs> wow. So, Shoot. uh... I was 20th... looking for some hot takes there, but no. Nope. Me too, but there aren't any. Um, 20th, I have Amber. I think she just did nothing. Like, it didn't even seem like she was trying to play, because I think it was just too quick for her. Um, I, I give credit if you try, even if it fails, it means you're trying to do something. <laughs> nice little participation points. <laughs> yes, because if you don't do anything, it's like, alright, why were you there? Which... She explained, I, I love Amber. She's delightful. I just want to put that out there. 19th, Ethan. Same thing. Didn't feel like he was doing much. Lasted a little bit longer, but only got kicked out to hurt someone else, which I don't think is a good place to be in in the game. 18th, I have Danny. So those three, I just moved Danny up two spots. Because she was actually trying to target someone. It felt like she was trying to play the game. Um, 
And she had options. Like, once Rob came to her, he was like, well, she told me the truth, so maybe, but she went. Now, this next three, same thing, or these next two, we just flipped. I have Sandra, the lowest, um, because she was playing a pretty solid game, and then I have Rob next, um, because I feel like Rob played well. I feel feel like he played as well as he could have. I don't think he could have played a different game than he always does. I don't think it would have worked because everybody would have just expected him to be playing the, the his normal game. And then we have the same for Parv. Big target, didn't do much. Um, 14, I have Ben. I had a one spot lower than you. He just didn't do much. The, like, he had good relationships with the people he was close to, but I don't I don't think he really made... I feel like he was being manipulated by his alliance more than anything else. Like, when he, whenever he was making decisions, it was like Sarah making him think that he was making the decision for Nick. Um, next, this is the one that I had different. I had Wendell, pretty low. Um, I think... I think he was playing fine, but I think... I don't know if the if the tribe took it like we did with the way that he was treating Michelle, but I know that Yule was like, wow, he's treating you really poorly. So, like, him trying to pretend like there, like it wasn't a big deal and they weren't super close was hurting him by him just being rude and looking like a jerk, and I think that hurt him in the long run. Um, great player, love him. And he was getting cocky at that one challenge, so of course... I didn't mention... <laughs> Did you see how cocky he was? Oh I didn't mention it earlier. But we were right that, like, he was just calling Jeff over to... Like, part of it was probably that, but he was also just calling Jeff over because he got hurt by a challenge like that in the past where... Jeff wasn't looking when they finished. Like, he confirmed that in the interview that we read that I don't think we've mentioned yet. Probably mention it again. Anyways, 12th, I have Adam. Same spot as you again, which is wild. Um, yeah, Adam just couldn't get the strategic and the physical game going, or the social and physical game going. And then 11th, I have Yule. I mentioned this. Uh, it just felt like he was trying to play too hard. He wasn't playing to the level that everybody else was, at least not in the same way. Like, he was more worried about how do fire tokens really matter, like you said. Um, and yeah, so I have Yule at 11. Okay, so the only one that I have that you don't is Denise then, right? At least the yep. mom 10? Okay, cool. Um, all right, we just going to go one at a time now for the 10th yes. one? Cool. In 10th place, I got Kim. I don't know what more we can say. She had the information. She didn't do it. That's all. I, just, yep. I can't say much more. <laughs> Yep. Uh, do I feel good about this one, or do I want to move this one up? Oh, we getting an audible? I think I want to move it up based on something that we said earlier that is coming to mind. Or later. Or earlier. It was earlier. Um, <laughs> the hard part is if I move it, then I also have Kim. <laughs> so I don't know if I want to match you. Yeah, I'm going to, because I... All right. The... Kim number 10, both of us. All right, so, yep, I have Kim as well. Same thing. Cool. Uh, number nine, I mean, yeah, he wasn't in my bottom 10, but it's, it's close to the bottom 10, Wendell. Uh, similar to what you said, the only difference where I put him up, part of the way I did my ranking was how much did they have to do with getting voted out. And I don't know if it was necessarily let's get Wendell out. When it becomes a number game like that, it gets a little tricky um, because a lot of times, like I mentioned earlier or later, um, when Tyson got voted out, it was more of let's get this number. And so I don't think it was like Tyson's fault. So I don't know how much more Wendell could have done, and I do think he did pretty decent. But again, I mean, 
it's ninth place, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Wendell's choice to get rid of Yule was interesting too, and I would that that could have changed things. Like, I don't love that choice. I think Yule was really helpful. Um, I don't know if he had to say, but he was definitely part of that decision. So, Anyways, well, it was so between at... Wendell and Yule on that vote, so I don't know what would have. Oh, I guess it would have had to be Nick or Michelle. Yeah, he would have had to which for so Wendell doesn't. As much as yeah, well. yeah, I don't know. Um, like I said, this was hard to do, like, just, in, like, an hour while I was watching Rocky 2. Uh, so we're on 9, right? Yes, 9. <laughs> uh, 9, I have Jeremy. Uh, I think he was just in such a poor position for so long and just could not climb his way out. And sometimes that's not even his fault, but it did affect his gameplay because everything he tried to do, people would just shut him down. And honestly, the three weeks that he was the main target and Tony saved him, he felt like more of a charity case than anything else. Um, and that's not the player we've seen in the past, but he just, it, it was suffering from being a big player, but also suffering from becoming the easy target. And I think playing the safety without power was the wrong move, but I also think that he didn't know it was Interesting. the Because they had a 5-5 tie, so at the very least they could go to rocks, or they could try to convince someone to come over to their side. But he decided not to do that. He decided to leave. And hmm. they had the chance of the idle play working. Interesting. Okay. Because at that, that point, they probably knew Jeremy was the option. So they could have played the idle for Jeremy. Like that, it just threw everything out I, of whack. I mean, when you look and see, I don't yeah, maybe. It's hard to say because it didn't yeah. happen. But I think they had better odds if he was there. More. I possibly. feel like there's... That specific situation, there's a lot of variables, so that one's mm-hmm. even more difficult to determine. But you could be right, yeah. With ten people voting, yeah, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's my nine. All right, number eight for me. I got Tyson. Uh, got voted out twice. Only person this season to get voted out twice. What a loser. Uh, but no, actually. <laughs> I I mean, the reason that he's higher is, like I said, he wasn't voted out because it was him specifically. It was just a number thing at that point in the game. Um, he was always going to have a target. Uh, actually, I don't know if we mentioned this, but there's a point where him and Rob actually both mentioned preseason that the only way that they would win this game is if they won their way back into the game because they both knew we're going to get voted out. Like, there was just no, like, they knew that the Edge of Extinction had to work for them. So he did the best he could. So, I mean, I think he's definitely up there. Um, I just think, like, he didn't really have a chance, and there wasn't much game he could do. He was limited to who wanted to work with him just because of Mm -hmm. who he is. I have Tyson. That's the one that I moved up because of the fact that, like, it wasn't his fault that he was voted out. It was just... Yes! Once it's, like, trying to jump... Once it's trying to just trick the idol play... Like, it's hard. Like, you don't know what to do. I, it's just it's just a random, like, you just pick mm-hmm. a name and hope they don't, you know, call your bluff. I wish Michelle had told them that they were playing it for Tyson. That would have changed the game up real bad. Because then they would have had the numbers with Jeremy back at camp. I digress. Did you say, who'd you say for number nine for you? Uh, number nine was Wendell. Wendell, okay. I yeah. missed that one. I'm writing yours down just so I have them. Um, so we both have Tyson for eight. Yeah. Yeah. Number seven for me is Jeremy. You said a lot of what I wanted to say. I didn't like watching him play the underdog, the, the um, underdog card. That's interesting though. Cause I've never thought of what would happen if he didn't play that. I always assumed it was the right move just because it gave him another, I don't know. What was it? Three tribals, perhaps mm-hmm. something like that. 
Realistically, um, only should give should should have given him one, but right. Tony kept using him. And so I, that is interesting. So I do wonder if I take that more into consideration, I would change this placement, um, because I think I'm basing his gameplay off the fact like the same way I have Michelle pretty high because it's like she was the underdog and she survived. That's how I view him. You know, like he should have been gone that week, but yet he lasted another. Th- I, I'm I'm just saying the number three. I don't know if that's exactly correct, um, but. So no, so I mean, I still feel good about it though. I think he did what he could in the game, and I think he just hit the wall when people just wouldn't work with him. Yeah, definitely. This is where I have Nick. Um, I actually think Nick played pretty well for the most part. He definitely played the role of he wasn't trying to be the leader. He wasn't trying to control votes. He was very much a willing number and a loyal person for the most part. Um, but he was also willing to make moves. Like, he was willing to go against Tony and willing to lie to Tony's face, but then still survive for a few, few weeks because he was willing to go back to Tony and help him and do what he needed to do. Um, he, he was able to identify the power, look at the option of getting rid of Tony, but that was during Tony's three idol, or three immunity runs, so like not, not, there's not much you can do there. So yeah, I think Nick played well enough to be number seven for me. Number six, I have Sophie. Um, Sophie really impressed me early on, and like I mentioned earlier, I think it was only late game where she kind of started to get, honestly, I think a little stubborn with just not, it felt like she didn't want to float around a lot. She had her group, she had her few people, and just wanted to stick with that. Um, And it, it was kind of a numbers thing, but it was also just by association. I mean, like, she was specifically targeted for being close to Sarah. And so I think, like, that just might have hurt her. Um, I don't know what she could have done. Like, maybe just stay away from Sarah let Tony have her. But, like, um, I don't know. I don't think she made herself available to all players. However, she still did as well as she could because Tony wasn't going to let anyone get close to Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, here at number six, I have Natalie. Um she would be higher, but the fact that she did get voted out first does matter, um, even if it wasn't necessarily her fault. Uh, she definitely made... Th- the way that I did this is I gave everybody a re- like a number 1 through 10 rank rating their game. Um, and anybody that was evicted prior to the merge, I gave voted them a maximum... Prior? Or, voted out prior to the merge. I gave them a maximum Someday. of 5. So they could only get a 5 because they got voted out so early. Her, I gave an exception and gave her a six, I think, a little bit higher because she did do so much on Edge. But the fact that she went to Edge was a problem, and she she didn't even know. I don't I don't think she was going. That was so long ago, but she like she didn't do much to fix it. Like it just kind of happened, and they didn't really know what was happening. Um, but that being said, she's still top six and ended up with the second most votes at Final Tribal. So that says a lot about her game outside of the game. Fifth place, I have Nick, and he really surprised me this season. I didn't think that he should have made merge, honestly, um, based off of the way he was playing. But I think towards the end, he really stepped it up. And he made some bold moves that now we have a little better understanding of why he did what he did. Um, if it wasn't for like that fake idol that Tony made in that we didn't see, I probably would have had him much lower. But I think that he just really honestly put his trust in the wrong people and honestly i think it was mostly the jeremy vote i think that would have been the move that would have gotten him farther um mm-hmm. and oh yeah 
That's a bad I move. honestly think like he made some mistakes, but that was it. Like that was the because now it's him and Michelle in the bottom. Game over. Um, but besides that, I thought he played a phenomenal game, and I'm very impressed by him. Mm-hmm. Definitely moved up a few pegs in my mind. Um, for five, I have Denise. Now, I have a Denise a lot higher than you do. Yeah, you do. This is our biggest difference by far. My case for having Denise so high, uh, it really boils down to she is a very strong, she's a strong physical competitor, two immunity wins. Granted, both of those immunity wins were when there were two available, one for men and one for women. So that does take it away from it a little bit, if we're being honest. But still, she has two immunity wins. She has that big move of choosing to take out Sandra, which... I know it's been talked about like, yeah, it probably wasn't the best move. You probably should have gone for Tony, but hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, she didn't do much after that because I feel like she needed to lay low and because she already made a big move. Like you can't make yourself an even bigger target because people were talking about her. Um, so socially, I think she really ingrained herself with some strong people like Sarah, like Tony, like they trusted her completely. Strategically, she put herself in the numbers, even though it took a little while. She lost some of her friends, but... She also had an idol played on her and things like that. Like, she's she has a lot of feathers in her cap. Number four for me is going to be Natalie. Um, yeah, I mean, Natalie getting voted out first definitely has a lot to do with it. Um, and it's it's hard to com- it's it's really hard to compare her game to others. And she's the most difficult of knowing where to place her because. While she was by far, if we're ranking players on the edge of extinction, she's one, number one by a mile. I don't even know who would even come close. But as far as like the... So it's like, how do you compare that to the game of Survivor where... Like, Tony and Michelle and Sarah and all these other players, like, they didn't have a chance to do those things. So I don't know. It's, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm basing this a lot off of what she did while she was still in the game. And so getting voted off first, definitely, yeah, that's not, you know, it's not for her. Um, I don't, I feel good about putting her in four compared to my other top three, mostly because I think the fire making thing was huge. And that's like pretty much, I mean, it's, it's confirmed that that was like the reason that she didn't get votes. Um, She should have done it. And I don't know what she did in the game that other players couldn't have done. She came in with an idol. That was, that was huge. But besides that, like she won immunity So, and you have to assume most of those players would have gone with Michelle anyways. And so I don't know how much she actually offered other than walking in with an idol, convincing uh, everyone there that Tony was making the moves. But besides that, I can't really give too much more to her game. So even though she technically came in second, I feel really good putting her fourth. Yeah. Uh... You went, just went for the fourth. Okay, I got confused. I think I got distracted halfway through. Who is your um, fifth again? I already forgot. Denise. Right, that's right. Of course. <clears throat> uh, fourth, I have Michelle. Uh, this is... Michelle, it's hard to articulate what her game is because her game so often feels like she is so much of a non-threat that nobody is worried about getting her out, which stinks because I think she like she can win competitions. She showed us that she can win competitions. Um, and she also knows what's going on. We, she has the Kim syndrome from this season, where especially in the end game, she knows what's happening. She knows what's supposed to be happening, um, but she just can't do anything. She can't make it happen until Natalie's there and helps her. Um, 
so I think she did play a strong game, but I feel like a lot of people didn't want to play with her. So she did find herself either at the bottom where she was being targeted or like the votes were being split with her or she was at the bottom of the majority votes. Um, so coming from that position, fighting, not giving up, and still making it to final three when you're two against four in that final section, that's very impressive and definitely earns her being final three, but also on my list. Well, Michelle's my number three. Uh, do you say she was your number three? No, she's my four. Okay, I thought I heard three. Maybe I'm just hearing things. Okay, she's my number three. I I'm think our one and two are probably going to be the same then. Yeah, they most definitely are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Michelle, I mean, everything you said, I think watching her as an underdog was very fun and she did pull off moves. I just, there weren't a lot that I can credit to her game specifically outside of having a good enough social game to lay low, which is in fact a huge part of the game of Survivor. Um, but there just wasn't a lot of significant things. And again, it's tough because like how much could she have done? Nobody wanted to work with her. You know, she described the, you know, the final couple days as like talking to walls. Cause everyone's like, no, 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 we're not talking like this is our group. You're out. Um, so it's hard, but she, she made the final three. So I got to get rid of that. So yeah. Final three, Michelle. Another note on Michelle before I give my number three. And I might have mentioned this on last week's podcast, the one where we just reviewed the episode. But actually, I was talking to coworker Jesse. Two shout-outs in one episode. What a a day. Um, But he was talking about how the only people... Like, it's so hard to articulate Michelle's game. And the only people that could articulate Michelle's game probably don't have to play that game. Like, to be able to really lay out what she did and, like, the value of the things and the moves that she was making and the things that she was doing with so little is such a hard thing to articulate that you, if you can put that into words, you're probably better at, like, convincing people of things. Or, like, you're able to play a different game because you're just more skilled with what you're, the way you say things. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. Um, so, credit coworker Jesse. That was one million percent him. Uh, and then number three, I have Sophie. Um... Wow, that's a shocker to me. Yeah, I think Sophie was, I mean, we were saying it constantly. She was putting herself in an amazing position constantly. And the only reason she got out is because Tony, who is our clear, well, I won't spoil the rest of the list, but the winner of the season and one of the greatest Survivor players of all time saw her as a threat, so he took her out. Like, that's the only reason she's gone. Um, So I just, I feel like she deserves to be this high. She was playing a clear game and being taken out by... The eventual winner isn't necessarily that big of a knock because he was the only one that actually saw her threat. She was in such a good spot. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm guessing we have the same one and two. <laughs> I'll see though. I'll see. My number two is going to be Sarah. Um. Basically, she played the same game as Tony, but Tony did more. I'm kidding. I don't actually. She'd hate me for that. But. I mean, to a certain extent, I think she played a phenomenal game. And really, it came down to the fire making. I think if she wins the fire making, she's got a really great chance. At least, like, I don't see Natalie and Michelle 100% beating her. If nothing else, mm-hmm. it's going to be a close vote. But I, I think, think Sarah, Sarah wins. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, she was in control Almost the entire time. The only time she wasn't was when Tony blindsided her. But then 
she blindsided him and voted out Ben. So I guess they're kind of even. I don't know. But, like, she did a great game. Um, I don't think there's too many things that faulted her. I Because, again, like, she was put in the same position that Tony with fire making. So the only thing you can really say was her downfall was the fire making. Um, and perhaps not listening to Tony when Tony said Natalie has an idol. That was actually, that's actually probably the bigger downfall, but mm-hmm. that's not, what am I saying? That's a huge downfall. But besides that, it came down to fire making. So yeah, great player. Yeah. I definitely have, I have Sarah there as well. Um, she, she made real, some really notable moves. Like she was based on the edit. She was the one that convinced Ben to uh, switch his vote or to, convince ben that it was his idea to vote nick out so ben could feel like he was doing something that was like beautifully edited like that was a big move to be able to convince somebody that well felt like a dan's mist-esque thing um so that was definitely one of her bigger moves i mean she was felt like the driving force for or a big part of getting robbed like there was a lot there was a lot that she did throughout the game and she was always in a good spot it's just hard um when you're with tony who is such a strong player that he sees you're getting close to somebody else and gets him out, and then you're still fine with him and continue to work with him. But she, like she said in the interview that we or the post that we read, sorry, I feel like I'm rambling at this point. She was a huge part of the spy nest. Like she led people to this to the well whenever Tony would go up there. That was definitely they were both doing it. That wasn't just Tony, even though Tony was the one up in the tree. She noticed Natalie's idol, like things like this that definitely were her. Um, she deserved to be there, and it, it did come down to the fire making. I agree. All right, well, since we both got the same number one. <laughs> sorry, I'm not. I spoiled your list again. I don't know what your number one is. My number one is Tony, um, without a doubt. I mean, there's not much more we can say because we have been complimenting his game before he even won. I think uh, several episodes ago when he broke the record for the most co- like single confessionals in an episode, that episode was huge. And it, you know, there was, he found an idol, he won immunity, he did the blind side, like it was just everything. And he did that multiple times. Like he had multiple mm-hmm. blind sides. He found, uh, no, he actually just found the one idol. Um, but yet he was able to like, win immunity three times in a row which is incredible and still never have his name written down which to me is one of the most incredible statistics of Mm -hmm. this season like tony of all people i mean it's just it's mind-blowing what he was able to do especially like being him and that's why like if someone else were to do that i wouldn't be giving them as much credit because of the target on his back he was still able to pull this off it's I, I don't know how he did it but i'm really happy he did and i think he is totally justified being the king of survivor mm-hmm. definitely i also have tony uh, i almost was just oh! gonna go on because I, <laughs> I knew we both had tony uh unbelievable game everything you said um still like probably not one of my favorite players but probably one of the the player or one of the players that I respect the most. I probably respect him more than mo- almost every player, honestly, at this point. Um, unbelievable game. From not, It really kicked into gear at the merge. I feel like he spent pre-merge kind of setting himself in a good position, not trying to ruffle too many feathers. Or rustle, sorry. Try, not trying to rustle <laughs> too many feathers. Uh, man, I wish I had caught that initially. 
Um, it's so good. You but said yeah, muscle feathers. <laughs> I don't know why he points that out. It was Hayden, right? Hayden said it too. Yep. <laughs> oh, I like Hayden. Anyways, yeah, that's Tony, in our intro. Clearly number one. I know. I I listened to the intro several times when I was doing research for Pur- Purple Kelly edit. Which was a good intro. I fell in love with this game, and her name is Candace. <laughs> that's got it. we. Oh, we'll have to do a top like. We'll do a we'll do a funniest moment draft. Oh, I'm excited for that. And Billy will definitely be making that list. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He might be number one overall draft. I remember watching that live and just being floored by what this human being was saying. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. And then when they told Candace later, she's like, "Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he said that. You said you loved him." She's like, "No, I said we all love you. That's what I said." <laughs> I was just so stunned because I like it showed that moment and I was like, that was a weird moment to show. Felt a little unnecessary, but all right. Um. Anyways, should I get into? Uh, yeah, go through go these? through the uh, official rankings. I guess we'll call. What are we gonna call them? Like when we post it, whatever. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We got a yeah, couple days till this airs. Mathematically calculated value above replacement. The you can't argue because this is absolute fact rankings. That's the truth. All right. Um, so I actually copied it. So my rankings are exactly. The, no, I'm just kidding. No, my um, gosh. 20th, we have Amber uh, with a negative four. I'll give the, the numbers as well just to keep it interesting. Sandra, we have, we have 19th, we have Sandra with a negative three. Uh, she's so low because she lost 10 points for leaving Edge. So that's the only reason she's as oh, low wow. as she is. Okay. Um, Danny is a negative two uh, at 18. At 17, we have Ethan with a negative one. Um, I don't, yeah, I didn't really look into these. Uh, 16, we have Rob with a five, which is lower than I expected. Um, 15, we have Yule. He has six. Uh, and then 14, we have Tyson, who also has six. I think that came from being voted out twice because he loses points both times that he got voted out. So that's why he's so low. Uh, 13, we have Parv with 9 points. Um, 12, we have Wendell also with 9 points. And then 11, we have Adam with 10. So that's our bottom 10. Um, yeah, it's hard because it doesn't take a new account social game at all, except for like getting an idol played on you. So then, 10, we have Sophie with 13 points. 9, we have Kim with 18 points. 8, we have Nick with 19 points. Seven, we have Ben with 27 points. Six, we have Jeremy, so higher than both of us put him with 28 points. Five, we have Sarah with 30 points, which is lower than I would expect. Um, And then surprisingly, Natalie at four with 36 points. So she was doing pretty solid, especially at the end. I think she raked in a lot of those. And I fought for her points in our draft. Um, Three, I was surprised by this one, Denise. Um with 37 points and then second we have michelle with 44 points and finally number one still tony with 77 points wow i mean that the winning i'm sure the winner points are 20 points plus for the winner plus 10 for like winning fire and stuff but still he like earned all of that um interesting yeah so those are all of those it's very interesting. Some of them, like, they're lower than you expect or higher. 
Tyson was definitely lower than I expected, or um, Denise was higher than I expected. Yeah, I mean, I can see that, though, because I think, like, Tyson, you look at his game, and his game is pretty much summarized by getting voted out, winning back, and then getting voted out. Like, beyond mm-hmm. that, he didn't do much, and I'm, I'm guessing Denise's double idol play got her a lot of points, you know? Yeah. Like, that's playing two idols, that's, that's pretty big. And she had an idol played on her by Kim. Either incorrectly or correctly, you got 10 points for that, so. Oh, yeah. That'll help. Awesome. Oh, hey, Monica. Welcome back. Oh, cool. Well, let's get on to... uh, The next segment. Yeah, now that you're back. Sorry, we finished that. All right, so the next segment we're going to do is we're going to draft favorite players. We're going to do top three players of this season. It's going to be a draft. It's going to be a draft, so we can't pick each other's. We'll do snake draft. Monica's going first. Sure, you, you, you want to pick first? Okay. Wait, no, second, 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 second. No, you already said you want to first. Right, you first. said you go first. Tony, right, you want fine, second fine, or third? Fine. I'm good either way. I'll go third. Yeah, I don't care. Okay, I can take Monica, second. Monica, Tony, Nathan. All right. My first player, okay, top three, like Nathan said. So in no, no particular. Well, you, you draft one right now. I know, yep. but no particular order yeah, as no I go on. no particular order, for sure. Yes. Um, Tony. For sure. My man killed it. Your man, I thought. No, Jimmy not was, my man. But Mo- Monica, you. My but, fiance is my number one man. Oh, Ooh, I like using that word. Shut up. Uh, my turn. Monica's newly engaged. In case anyone didn't realize. <laughs> man, I, I think I'm gonna have to go with Tyson because he's my favorite player in general. And seeing the other side of him and mm-hmm. seeing him win the battle back, like that was such an exciting moment for me. So I'm gonna go with Tyson. I think. Mm-hmm. Call it pandering. I don't care. I'm picking Michelle. <laughs> it's a good pick. I liked her this season. Yeah, she was funny. Yeah. She was quirky. I like her alliances. I I don't know. Yeah. She grew on me. I'm a Michelle fan. For sure. Come on our podcast. I'm gonna I'm actually reaching out to her. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say, can we interview you? Okay. And be make sure you tell her that she's the first person we've ever had on and we won't be good at interviewing. <laughs> yes. Oh my Honestly, gosh. that's probably my biggest hesitation is like, do we really want to do this? Like, are we ready to interview someone? Yeah, it would I have to know. be like, just like friendly, like, hey, let's just talk. Off. Like, it's not a big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I get my next pick. Um. Oh, gosh. Who do I even like here? This you better pick Ben or I'm going to take him. Uh, I'll go Jeremy. Dang. Jeremy. Yeah, he's solid. I liked seeing his underdog story. I wish he could have pulled it out more, but he had some funny moments. He did. His reaction to Denise at Tribal, like, you know that's only good for this week, right? You got the, huh? Classic. Huh? <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, so good. Um, That's my uh, turn. What? For real? Yep. Yes, for I'm real. I'm so... Dang it. I was so like excited because I'm like, I finally got the snake draft. No one's going to judge me this last episode. But here I am still not understanding snake draft. That's fine. Who are you going to pick? I'm just, gonna say, just, no. Okay, good. I was definitely going to pick who you were going to pick. Uh, looking at my... Man, I... I think I'm going to pick Wendell because I really did enjoy seeing him play. And seeing his villain edit is more entertaining, like you said, now that I like look back and know that it was... because. When it was happening, I was like, oh, I love Wendell. Like, but now he looks like a jerk. Knowing that it was him playing up that he didn't like Michelle or they were on bad terms, I like it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go with Wendell. Um, I'm going to go with Sophie. 
Um, really liked her gameplay. Really bummed she got blindsided, but honestly, she's just great, and I love seeing her play. And mm-hmm. I wish she would have gone further. Like I said, I'm just looking at names. <laughs> just kidding. Tony I'm just was kidding. covering his ranking list. I'm not even. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I'd go with Sophie, 100%. Love her. Back at you. At me? Yeah. You're freaking kidding me. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm going to go with... I don't know. I don't know. I, it's okay. Whatever. What I heard you guys judge me on your last podcast that I wasn't on, that I don't get it. And I that doesn't sound like something we do. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go with Natalie. Um, She for sure killed it on Edge of Extinction and dominated at those challenges. Like, ran up that mountain. You know, ran to those coconuts. And I don't know. Honestly, she's just amazing. Her her body strength and everything um, inspires me. So, yeah. Love Natalie. For my final pick. You you drafted her because of her body strength. Well, listen. Her what a weird way! Her, de- like, you her know determination. Just, something about her biceps. I just can we just clip that and just have that no, as part of our intro? Guys, she's got uh, really great body. Stop! <laughs> I'm not. Please cut that out. Don't cut it out. No, uh, so my next pick is Adam. I was gonna okay. pick Adam. You uh, used all three of your picks. I know, but he was like at my like. Natalie or Adam? Uh, I I very much enjoyed Adam. He he uh, showed a lot of gameplay, but also like seeing the way his edit was very amusing. Like he would always be like so confident. I know Sarah has an idol. Yeah. Sarah very much did not have an idol. Like just mm-hmm. that constant back and forth uh, was very amusing. And like you said, him being like a representation of me in there like oh my gosh i'm playing with boston rob like how is this happening yeah. that, was, that was just fun and it was a good insight into the game yeah uh my last pick is going to be nick mm. i am yeah nick like I, I mean i said a lot about it him earlier i, I would say as far as like favorite moment outside because i do think he played a pretty good game and he surprised me because he was an underdog and playing with these legends it was cool to see him go far but 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 the creeping up on people was one of the best running gags throughout the entire season okay have either of you watched the ponderosa videos yet yeah Not all did of you them. see there was one where it was like poverty kim maybe sophie i don't know they all had like I don't know if they had wine or marmosas or something there and they're like all right like to like girls or whatever and then nick was like awkwardly in the side holding his drink too and they're like and nick or they said something <laughs> like female power and then they realized nick was sitting right there and it was like again he's just still like creeping up in the conversations and it's i don't know i love it because he's like this oddball like this new winner who i think by the time filming this it was like by far like maybe i think it was like about a year since he won and it's just oh, like wow. crazy to see him like coming back out here and being like, "Yeah, now I'm a, now I'm a legend. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. I guess I'll just Whoa. creep up to the people on the water well." <laughs> That's funny. All right, real quick before we end this podcast, Tony, I think yep. you have our purple Kellys and hot takes results. I do. So you want to just take it from here? Give us the data. Absolutely. Uh, let's start with Purple Kelly. So Purple Kelly came down to two people who were both in our Purple Kelly selections 
or four times, four weeks throughout the season. Um, other ones, they were they were in there a little bit. Uh, so it's kind of a tie between those two based on everything else. So I would love to see who your guesses are. I'll give each of you a guess on who you think one of those people is for the hot take or for the Purple Kelly. Kelly? Um, and this uh, probably isn't a person that was on edge because like voted out on edge for a while. I'm right? going to guess. Did, I'm going to guess Denise. Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess Nick. Ooh. <gasps> I don't remember who it was. Oh, it is Nick and Kim oh, is actually oh, on there. Oh, okay. especially yeah, yeah. early on, we had Kim a lot on there. Yeah. Uh, where are you so, reading this? Huh? Where are you reading? That's right here. And then here's where they were. Um. So the other ones that were on there a lot were Michelle and Denise. They were both on our list three times mm. each. So yeah, the purple Kelly of the season. I think it's tied between those two, actually. So it's either Kim or they're the Purple Kellys of this season. Also, I finally saw the actual Purple Kelly. It makes a lot of sense that she didn't get much airtime because she quit. So, like, why give her airtime? Not particularly surprising. Um, ow, I pinched myself. And hot takes. So I'll go through the hot takes that were uh, made throughout the season. And I think we should put a poll out on... In, on social media because I couldn't find a good way to decide who deserves to win this. So the hot takes that I have, obviously in week two, I predicted Michelle would be top three. Pretty solid pick. And then also in week 10, I predicted Sophie would be out the next week. Now, I my, I subtracted points when I was trying to do like an algorithm for this because I also predicted Sophie out next week the week before that. So you did two weeks two, in a row of that? I didn't realize I did, but apparently I did. <laughs> Going back and looking wow. at it. So I was very confident she was out soon. Um, obviously, Monica said 21 in week two, whatever. <laughs> Nathan had three predictions Holy correct. Holy cow. So Nathan predicted Tyson being out before the merge in week two. Then back to back in week three, he predicted Natalie comes back. And then in week six, he predicted Tony finds the next idol. And Tony didn't find that idol until week 11. So it, you got that... Five weeks in advance that Tony would find the next idol. So it's the hard part is like, okay, Monica obviously picked the winner in week two. Tony wasn't the most absurd choice, obviously. Um, but then Nathan had three pretty solid picks. Wait, wait, wait. So her only right prediction was that one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would you like to hear her other one? No, no, no. Don't mention that. How, how do I not win then if I got three? Because her prediction was so much, was like, she picked the winner out of 19 I players, picked, 18 players. Okay, I, I picked, picked Edge of winner. Extinction, which was like one out of 16. Okay, but I, I picked who won $2 million. Oh my gosh. This wasn't who guesses the winner. This was a hot take. She didn't have to do that, which is why I didn't. I was playing the rules of... Okay, Nathan. Oh, I'm kidding. Whatever. We'll no, okay. It, here, we'll here's what I have, here, No, 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 no. Here's what I have to say, in all honesty. Uh, we can just No, listen, 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 please. I think that Nathan did win hot takes because his predictions for, you know, winning it for three times. And I do have to say, I do have to say. Getting that, closer to, just makes it worse. That I was not here for the podcast for three weeks out of the 11 weeks. We recorded. That's fair. Okay, let's go through so, the hot takes that you had in the weeks that you were here. No. So I think <laughs> Nathan, Nathan did win Ethan gets a back. Um, that was my second week in. Ben goes favorite. before Adam. Guys, you said something like obscure for hot takes. So I was just thinking about. 
every random thing. Okay, so I think Nathan Mahan hot takes. Everyone give a round of applause. Whatever. Please. I don't I don't need the winner. I don't need it. I care yeah, I care more about what people think about me rather than to win the game. So I am <laughs> letting you write my name down to vote me off. What? So you can win the hot take award. Nathan, I I'm just giving gave you permission it to, you. to vote me I off. I gave you Nope, I'm out of the hot takes. You won. Thank you very much. Bye. I don't know how Can we be this. done? <laughs> We're done. Okay. Well, that's our thoughts on everything season 40, Survivor Winners at War. <laughs> we'll be back frequently. Undetermined yet how often we'll be back. But we'll be back because we want to continue to talk about Survivor things. Whether it's rankings or just season recaps. You know, Tony's been working his way. Remember, you thought that you would finish All-Stars by the time Season 40 was done. Did Remember you? that? That was your goal. You're like, I'm going to finish Season 8 yeah. at the time, and now you're on Season 22. Oh my gosh, Dad. You go, Tony. Is that re- Oh yeah, that initially I was like, that oh was yeah, I could like, probably... Yep. Granted, this was before quarantine happened. This was before... Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've gone through a lot <laughs> during this season of Survivor. There was also a period where I was like, you know what? I think I can realistically finish all the seasons. <laughs> and I'm like seven short. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, if I hadn't okay. started getting into movies, like watching like older movies, I probably would have been able to. That's true. You saw Citizen Kane, didn't you? I did. Did you watch it yet? No. Um, I, I'm two movies away from watching my thousandth movie ever. And I'm going to make a Citizen Kane. I'm so excited. Whoa, whoa, whoa guys. That's intense. I wonder how many I'm at. Okay, wait, let's wrap up. No, okay. this is important. For more episodes, visit notgameallpersonal.com. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at NGAPPod. Nagap. Nagap. I'm Nathan. This is Tony Monica. We'll see you when we see you. Yeah, bye, guys. See ya. I only have 537 movies.